This is U.S. Anfield. What is up, everybody? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the U.S. Anfield Podcast. We are back for show two from the post-resurrection. My name is Casey Tuttle, your host always with my little brother, my main man, Corey Tuttle. How you doing today, bro? Good. Good. It is Sunday and no homework, no work. Just lots of video games, like I'm in seventh grade all over again. How pissed off are you at Corona right now about being stuck in the house? Because I'm literally getting to like my breaking point. Dude, I'm I'm loving it. I, <laughs> I told my wife yesterday, like, if the Reds were playing, I think I could live like this for the rest of my life. I don't know how you do it, because I've been fortunate enough to still be able to go to work um, most days, so I'm usually in the office four days a week and working from home a day of the week, and I've had two days off in a row, and I'm about to lose my mind, because, you know, I'm I'm very ADD in that I need something to constantly entertain me and distract me, and I realize all the frustration I have for my child is him acting like me, but just as a six-year-old and not as a 36-year-old. And um, I, I, I hope I'm learning a little bit of grace and patience with him in this, realizing that he is just a total reflection of my inability to ever be satisfied or entertained enough. I remember you texted me telling me my poor wife has to deal with me as a me my savage 36-year-old self trapped in a six-year-old body. Yeah. Um, you saw that picture. We're walking around the neighborhood on one of our daily walks, and it's me and my workout gear, my walk gear, walking the dogs. My wife's behind me and her little walking the dog. My kid's behind me walking through the neighborhood at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with a Darth Vader mask on, just <laughs> ready to conquer the Empire. Yeah, uh, you're, you're braver than I am. Dude, I am, I'm not, I guess I am scared of getting it. But I don't have a lot of fear because I'm not leaving the house. If I, if I go run a mile, it is in my backyard that is like, you know, 20 by 20. 800 I'm just running circles for 15 minutes. I set a timer for 15 minutes. I know I run a 15-minute mile. When the 15 minutes is over, I'm done. A 15-minute mile? I said I know I run a 15-minute mile at least. Like, max. Like, I'm probably running further than a mile in 15 minutes. I'd hope I hope so. I'd really hope so. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm pretty fat, I and be... I think I could do a 15 minute mile like <laughs> running backwards. <laughs> I'm also being chased by three year olds, yeah, with sticks saying "Run, Daddy, run!" <laughs> and sometimes they run over to me to pick them up, and then I have to carry them and run. That's hilarious. Having a white vest on. Well, I I would like to say I think the highlight of uh, this has been watching Trent play FIFA. It's about as close to get watching the Reds as as we get. I'm celebrating like my wife. My wife comes in, she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "God, do I really have to explain to you that all the Premier League teams have a single player and they're playing in a tournament?" And yes, I'm watching these players play on Twitch just so I can get some sort of satisfaction in life and watching Liverpool win. I texted Casey and said, I'm a full-grown man in my office screaming at a television, screaming at a video game that I'm not even playing right now. (laughs) Is there anything more satisfying than watching Trent come back from behind and Raheem Sterling like in the 70th minute to win the game in Golden Goal? (laughs) 
The best. The only thing better than that was watching Joe Gomez pick up Raheem off the ground and move him out of the way like I do my six-year-old when he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, they uh, – well, I think there's there's so many videos of them playing together, so I'm sure – and, you know, I think they're boys, so they, yeah. they play all the time. So I I knew going into that match that it was going to be, like, you know, pretty close because it would be like me and you playing FIFA. We play all the time, so yeah. it's like – who knows what? Who, who knows what's gonna happen? It's pretty good. I would. I mean, I would definitely say that you're a, a supreme FIFA player compared to to me, um, just with the time that you've invested into it. Where would you rate yourself in that tournament? Do you think you would have went far? I would have smacked all of them. All of them. All of them. Really? For sure. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Diego Jota is the only person I saw that was using skill moves. So that's the only person I'm like, okay, because I only have like one or two skill moves in my. In my repertoire, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like watching Trent, I'm like Trent, stop passing it long. It's the hundred and tenth <laughs> minute, and you haven't subbed a single player. No one is out running the back line. But you know, I'm playing armchair, <laughs> armchair, yeah, armchair quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same way when I'm watching yeah. black belts on jujitsu videos, going clearly you should have blocked that. <laughs> You know how many times I've been rolled up and choked unconscious by a black belt, and I'm sitting over here critiquing them? See, the thing is, Casey and I, Casey and I have played FIFA 2002, like FIFA 2002, I think. Yeah, back when we were a Manchester United fan, playing with Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I I used to get so much. I I used to... Oh, I used to get so mad at him because he would always play with like prime Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo back in when he was scoring like, you know, not as many goals as Mo Salah in a single season, but still was the best thing ever. Uh, he used to play with him all the time. And I'm like, and there's plenty of times that I'd lose just because he was so incredible. Um, <laughs> but we would play and Casey, Casey used to destroy me for most of my childhood. And then, and then I like, started to actually understand football and then we got close we were pretty close there for about a decade and then um casey went and got a career and i did not (laughs) so i have zoomed ahead of him in fifa ability yeah zoomed is uh an understatement of the century i actually got to the point last year that i need a freaking like i needed a break i was getting and so i sold my playstation and i was like I'm 35 years old. I'm a grown man. I shouldn't be playing video games. I need a real hobby. And now I'm sitting here in the middle of the court team trying to justify going and buying a new one. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do is get them to. I'm like, listen, man, I also sold my stuff. But then I realized that I just need to go to school and actually do something with my life. And FIFA is a good hobby around those things. But at the time, it was like my job is was FIFA. So I, I got rid of it. But now... Now we have a healthy relationship with video games. We have nothing to do. So if you would please send Casey a message on Twitter and tell him to buy an Xbox, I would appreciate that, listener. <laughs> See, I've always been a PlayStation guy. You're trying to get me to come to the dark side, and you know, it's better. No, but they have the stupid controller. But the, the buttons are weird. Why are you trying to tell me you're only an, a PlayStation guy when when we lived together and played Madden every single night? It was on an Xbox. I don't remember that. It was an Xbox 360 all through high school. Was that when you used to cheat? Music in it? Was that when you used to cheat with Yosoi Miliato? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Remember it had all the music on it? I don't remember, but I remember playing. I don't remember what it was. It was so you just misremembering. Join join the dark side, man. It's cheap too, dude. I, I promise you. Once you once you clip thirty five, man, your memory starts going. The gray hairs start coming, and uh, you know there's a lot more nights that you forget than you can remember. Dude, a third thirty hit hard. <laughs> and I'm doing the thesis. I'm not like not sleeping at yeah. all. So I'd be like, Hannah, Hannah, don't ask me questions. No idea. And I have twins. You know, yeah. I didn't like understand anything when those <laughs> girls were born. Dude, my my the doctor said, uh, like our first checkup. What's the c- consistency of Amelia's stool? And I said, pretty consistent. Like, <laughs> like it happens regularly. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not what I mean. Uh, that's so funny. Dude. Yeah. So my, my memory and my thinking processes are gone, which is not helpful when you're trying to get a master's degree. Yeah, just wrapped up your thesis, though. Done. Turn it in today. Over. That's uh, that's huge. I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I uh, definitely can never do something like that, and I have no interest in you know, I, I believe in passion projects and things like that that you're working towards. It's kind of what jujitsu is for me, but the, I no chance I'm sitting down and writing a 70 page paper. <laughs> and you know, my advice would be don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. Yeah. Well, uh, not not too much going on in the uh, in the footy world. I think the big news that came out this week was the Air Division and. Um, Holland canceling the season, voiding it out. When you have two teams tied at the top on points, only separated by goal differential. Yeah, let's just call it. I don't want to see how this ends. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I can't how, imagine. how do you get to that? How do you get to that conjunction? You know what I mean? Like, how mm-hmm. do you how do you just throw it all away? Yeah, it makes no sense. I would it's rather like, just end it and let the gold differential be the champion. Yeah. Like, you play the same right. amount of games, the same amount, you know what I mean? Like, you have the same opportunity to win. Just going, nah, none of that happened. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Like, I, I mean, I'm obviously a biased Liverpool fan, but um, I think if I wasn't, like, let's say one and two were United and City or something like that, or vice versa, or any team. Basically, like team, I'm just saying a team that I don't like. I would still be against voiding the season because, like, they all those players have worked so hard, and there has been legitimate, amazing goals and amazing effort, tireless. Like, what does that mean for next year? Like, oh, the coronavirus might come back. Like, well, you know, what if this season's voided too? You know, like. Worrying about whether or not a season is going to be voided, which is what is going to happen in Dutch football forever now. Like, worrying that, well, something goes down, this is all pointless, so. And the hard thing is, is like, I know they're, I mean, pretty much every football association is trying to figure out a way to come back and finish the season. Now you just scrapped all of that. You know what I mean? And, And there's no way to work out of it. There's no ability to, you know, get creative. You know, just squashing yeah. it all, you, you, you void, voiding a season, you know, it's like voiding a year of somebody's life and, you know, voiding, I, mean, I, I know clubs and, you know, we talk about transfers and things like that, you know, that that's not going to go away that you're still thinking about it, but you know, it's, 
I don't know. I just think it's an irresponsible decision. I think it's a short-sighted um, decision and, you know, really, really hope. And, and I was surprised, too, because everything coming out of UEFA seems like that's not an, that was never on the table. And mm-hmm. for the first league to announce that's the path it went, it, you know, I had a lot of confidence that we were going to figure this thing out and especially end up with Liverpool lifting the title. And I still do, but, like, the fact that that went down after, like, everything positive coming out of UEFA seems – you know, can can be a bit concerning because I don't think there'd be a bigger travesty in the history of how a league's ever been concluded than mm-hmm. scrapping it when we've literally are are running the best Premier League race ever ran. You know, imagine Roger Bannister coming around the, the you know the third the third lap around the track, run <laughs> on pace to break the first four minute mile of all time. You know, and then like the clock stopped working or something. And they're like, oh, sorry, man. No, no, this is all done. Can't have it. And, you know, and after he broke that record, I think he went on to get broken, like, you know, 30 other times in the following year. And it had never been done before. So, like, don't take that away from us. You know, I think pulling this away, you know, we're going to set the bar higher, right? If you void it, you take that away. You know, you go back to letting city season, you know, and this isn't a jealousy thing, you know. You, you allow city season to be the greatest season ever when it and when it's not and and until we wrap it up it may not end that way you know I'm I'm okay with the whole points per game um, scenario as well I think you you, Can you put, explain that yeah so it's essentially um, you know take the amount of games you've played so far regardless mm-hmm. of how many games that is and what's mm-hmm. your average points per season and then so you're multiplying that times the 38 game season to get you your finer point tally. And so regardless if you're not even on games, especially when you look at the relegation teams and some of the teams fighting for those European spots, you're going to get the average of the games you've played and multiply that out towards the full season. You know, and you look at Liverpool at 2.75 points per game. It's unbelievable, you know what (laughs) I mean? And, uh, you know, here's the thing. If teams get relegated because of it, well, you know, You've played 31 games, most of you. Like, you're not there by accident. It wasn't luck. It's like you've played a lot of terrible footy this or or just not been able to compete at the Premier League level. And so, um, and I don't think that the teams in the championship should be, you know, punished for this as well. You know, you look at Leeds, and, and, you know, you and I are pretty big advocates and fans just of footy in general. Like, obviously, we're heavily in the Liverpool camp, but like, I'd love watching footy at any level. And, and we've watched the documentaries on Leeds and, and seen those things. You know what that club's been investing in to get them up. And, and I have no personal feelings towards Leeds as a club or allegiance, you know what I mean? But it's not right for them to be, you know, putting on season after season and building and building to get to that point and, and be scrapped. It's, like, it's just not the fair way to go about it. They've done their part. They put themselves in a position to be promoted. You know, I'm sorry, freaking Norwich and, and you know, and the other teams at the bottom of the table. You had 31 games to write this ship. You didn't. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know. I, I think that could be harsh on teams. Like, I think Villa has, like, a really good run in for them. Like, they played all the hard games, whereas, like, some, like, Brighton has some hard games left, you know, where it's like, well, we're only, you know, a win or two away from being safe. And we have a really favorable schedule, and then all our te- all the other pl- teams that we're playing don't have favorable schedule. So I could see that point of view, but you're, I think you're right. I think the hard part is like we just got done watching Sunderland until I die, and it it made me think a lot about 
budgeting and owning clubs and things like that, you know, you think about leads. This guy comes in and he invests in leads to bring them to the championship or to bring them to the Premier League. To, and they don't go up last year. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying again this year. And you know he's throwing even more money, like a Premier League level almost amount yeah. of money from an owner saying, all right, this will all pay off. We're going to buy as many players as we can, and we're going to get over the line. When we're in the Premier League, it'll level out a bunch, because that's what happens until I die. So if you void this, it is another year of wages that can't really be sustained unless they bring on other owners, all that unless stuff. You can't void the money you've paid. You can't exactly. void the salaries you pay. You can't void the, the investment the contracts that you made, on, you know. going up. And I think that's where it's going to come back to um, in the grand scheme of things. And I don't know how the Eredivisie got around it because, you know, we've listened to a lot and, and researched a lot and discussed a lot that there's billions of dollars at stake in the cancellation of the Premier League, right? Mm-hmm. From the TV rise to player bonuses to, I mean, there's so much going that canceling it truly doesn't seem like a feasible option for the Premier League because they would have to be responsible, you know, in some degree for a lot of money paid back to the people who are sponsoring them, you know, and they sponsored them for for a 38-game league season, right? If you're starting on 31, then I I can tell you this, that money's spent, homie, you know what I mean? Like, no, most businesses don't plan for a pandemic. And I think we can all see that, you know, being an American living in the economy that I think we're living in right now, you see these there there's not backup plans. Like mm-hmm. the expectation is that business will continue to go on. And, you know, as someone who's a business leader and have worked in this, you know, I look at old employers of mine that have completely taken Fortune five hundred companies that are, you know, literally shutting their doors left, right, and center because there wasn't a contingency plan for a pandemic. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the Premier League did not have a contingency plan for this, right? Like they don't have a way to to wiggle out of this or a loophole to get out of it. And uh, you know, I'd be really, really surprised. I really want this festival of football thing. I, I would love to see a little Club World Cup and and finish these final nine games in any capacity. Even and I know it seems silly. Like even if you have to play every other day for however many days that math works out to be, and you're required to use all your team players, even some of your uh, academy players to get it done. I don't care. That's part of the infrastructure of a club. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think, I do think that, you know, a city um, would probably still be thriving that. I think United probably would. Not sure sure about Tottenham. I think Leicester would really fall off in that kind of capacity, you know. Um, But, you know, we've made long-term investments and are able to still see this thing through and I think we ought to be given the opportunity to and and believe me I'm I'm as biased as they come <laughs> like I, I'm not standing in a neutral position fighting this fight and I never will but it would be uh you know it would it'd be really hard to stomach that and not think there was something afoot or some sort of conspiracy going down to keep us from winning this title you know right. given given we're 25 points clear I was thinking about it. Um, I don't know. So, if, listeners, if, if you are not in uh, in the states, um, there is a running joke on social media uh, where it just says "Florida man" because such crazy things happen in Florida on the news that it's like you know, Florida man kills alligator, you, you know, like on meth or something yeah. like that. You know, it's always like something crazy. 
Um, well, local Florida man has approved uh, sporting events as essential work. Um, so, <laughs> the WWE? Local Florida man, I mean, the governor yeah. <laughs> of Florida has declared uh, sports as essential work, which is why, I don't know if you know this, but the UFC is putting on their event on May 9th in Florida legally <laughs> because it is essential, quote unquote, essential work. So I'm just saying, why not have all the Premier League teams fly over Florida, do this thing, call it, solve the problem. Yeah, Florida. It's kind of where you see, like, when you see stuff about Australia, you know how it's like the picture of the the crocodile eating the the gazelle and then the, the python eating the crocodile. And then, you know, it's like, it's there's death everywhere. Um, Florida. Like. Florida is just all it is is just a big state of Joe Exotics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Texas would probably take the crown on that one since they have literally more. What's the more tigers in captivity? More Texas has more tigers in captivity than all of the world's natural living tigers. By the way, shout out to Lady Casey who lives in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember thinking like, could you imagine like ever trying to go to war like on U.S. territory and Texas just lets all the tigers go? <laughs> but man, it's a uh, it's silly times we're living in, and I don't know which way you know to to think half the time, and and I'm fortunate to still have my work as a distraction, but. All you people out there suffering through this, man, hang in there. Um, hopefully it will come come to a head sooner or later. We can get on living our lives. But I think an important thing is to stay safe and, and you know, protect yourself um, regardless of what your feelings are about the virus. Because I, I do I, – I know people who have can, who've caught it that are extremely ill, and I know people who have caught it that are pretty much asymptomatic and just able to get along with their life. So uh, it ain't a one-size-fits-all kind of bug. Yeah, stay safe. But we do have some more news. Um, we have some transfer rumors. Transfer rumors. Timo. Is Timo, I, is Timo transferring? I, I feel like everything I see is, uh, I don't know, inconclusive at best. I remember before the season was interrupted, it seemed like he was a sure bet. It's even recently, I feel like that. But, I mean, I was just reading today that you know, it was like Liverpool have no interest in Timo Werner. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think the big thing about it is how teams are affected financially because of this all all this coronavirus business. I think if if things were normal, we would he would be perfect for us, and because he he is essentially half off. I think probably like his yeah. release clause is probably half the price he's worth given the output in the league that he plays in. Um, and yeah, he's German. He's would fit in great in our front three. He's the right age. He has the right build, the right the right everything. He's fast. He fits in perfectly, um, and he's at a great price. So it seems like a no brainer. But now it, it's kind of up in the air whether or not we have that money to spend. Even well, I guess we get into like who we think will sell and all that stuff. But I think that might clear some things up. But uh, I really want him. 
Yeah, you know, one of my big things with him is because I, I fully believe at some point that Jurgen will lead the national team in Germany. And to be able to bring in who has kind of already been chosen as the uh, probably the striker for Germany over the next probably five to seven years and get mm-hmm. him under your guide and guard and building him towards a future of you guys working together on a national level seems like a really smart play. Um, but it's hard to know. I mean, we talk about the economy. I mean, that's hit these businesses over and over and over. And, you know, football teams have proven to not be exempt from that. People taking pay cuts and, and salary reductions or deferrals and things like that. Um, you know, we may come out of this and, you know, where we spent freaking, what, $75 million on Van Dyke, you know, in, in a new market, a deflated bubble of a market that, you know, someone like Van Dyke, like clubs only got $35 million to spend, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be, It'll be intriguing to see who comes out of this splashing first, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and, and, and buying. And you're, you're absolutely right. We were kind of talking about it before we hopped on the call. You know, it, there may be a thing of, hey, we just have to consolidate for, you know, a year or two. And, mm-hmm. and you know, nothing would make me more butthurt than us not buying somebody and just consolidating. But here's the thing. We're putting up one of the greatest seasons in the history with the team that we have. If we got to run again, like I don't doubt that we're in the position. We have the talent. We're at the right age. Um, that nobody from our team who's a significant tr- contributor value or performance level should be dropping in the next twelve to eighteen months. Like you know, we we're on a trajectory to be able to keep up this pace. Um, I do think you know. Folks like Minamino, I think even Chamberlain needs to come to the part a little more. Divock needs to, you know, be able to score a few more goals when he gets on the pitch. Um, you know, and then, you know, your substitutes and, and development for, you know, your your Trent Alexander-Arnold's, you know, with Nico Williams coming up behind him. And, and Curtis Jones in midfield, you know, as, as yeah. hanging out behind Genie Wijnaldum, you know. We may have to see a bit more rotation and, and really implement these guys to a level that they can be more cohesive. But uh, I don't know, a lot of uncertainty out there. So, I, I mean, I still think it's a coin flip whether we get them or not. Yeah, hopefully we do. Um, but also, speaking of Market Watch. This episode of the U.S. Anfield <laughs> Podcast is brought to you by Moderna, Inc., do you hate the coronavirus? Well, yes. Then you should buy Moderna Inc. Um, oh, so here's the backstory. This is this is gives you an insight to mine and Casey's relationship and uh, text message conversations. I am really like super nerdy. I read a ton, and one of the things I've been getting into a lot is finance stuff. Casey knows this. He sends me a text says, "Hey, I got some money in my E Trade account. What should I do?" And I'm like, listen, dude, just do the low-cost index funds on Vanguard. It's just based on the stock market. As the stock market goes up, it'll go up and just forget about it. Like, it'll compound, just leave there and never touch it. It's like guaranteed guaranteed slow-growth income. Yes, and I'm like, never, ever, ever buy single stocks because, especially, like, non-established single stocks because it's just buying lottery tickets. You're just throwing away money. It's never going to work. And then Casey responds back with like, but there's this new new company that's trying to cure the coronavirus. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is quintessential the lottery ticket that I'm talking about. There's no way. Don't do it. So let's talk about my lottery ticket. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably 
it's been four, six weeks, maybe somewhere in that, right before Corona was like really peaking. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to research companies working on a <laughs> yeah. vaccine. Right, and by research, I'm, I'm talking. I'm reading the top three articles on Google, and then and, and then making my decision, and then sending them to me. Like Corey, it's happening. Look at this. Look it's at this. Happening. Look at this. Look, I've I've researched it. I'm gonna buy. So and then I, he's like, I spent half of my money on this. Yeah, so I don't know. I spent all of my money on it at that time. Um, but yeah, I bought into this company called Moderna Inc. and they are a new uh, medical biotech firm um, that are one of the they were the first company on earth to like decode the virus to begin working on a vaccine. And so, you know, I bought in at a, at a pretty low price. And, it's like 20 bucks, right? Yeah. It's like 20, 25 bucks in there. And, um, you know, it slowly improved. They hit 30 and I'm like celebrating. I'm telling Corey like, yes. He's I was like, should I sell? And I'm like, now. I was like, yeah, I was like, Corey, I've made like 50% returns on, you know, I got to a point where I was like at 50% returns and then Corey's like, sell that crap now, get your money and get out. And I'm like, dude, like, I think there's more in it. I think there's more in it. I think there's more in it. And so I sit there and wait and wait and wait. And then it's probably a week ago, uh, a news article came out announcing that Moderna just got a $450 million grant from the federal government to like <laughs> accelerate the pursuit of a vaccine, essentially being the chosen company by the government that is going to solve this. And overnight, the stock price doubled. I have a hundred percent return on my investment. And, you know, every, every joke and comment I have to, Corey's his little shitty Drummer. slow growth index funds over here and I'm I'm more buffeting out <laughs> I'm, I know you can't see me right now but I have a like a velour coat on <laughs> with gold chains and clocks like Flava Flav <laughs> I, I got a butler named Jeeves pouring me champagne as we speak yeah so so from now on you'll know um I mean, we can just cut to the commercial right now. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Moderna. Do you have anything wrong in your life at all? <laughs> Moderna will solve it. If you just invest at the current stock price, Casey and Corey might be able to buy a Liverpool FC. Oh, man, that would be... Talk about the greatest story of all time. The two of us sitting on a, on a Liverpool-based podcast. Eventually... You know, that we, we were able to hit the freaking jackpot. And, uh, you know, even if I could just buy one player, like, just the rights, going, that guy's mine. Like, whatever he happens, <laughs> however many shirts you sell, you know, I want a piece of him. You have to hang out with me, Virgil. <laughs> I buy you. Uh, no, but that is a good luck story. So, I mean, and, and at the time of coursing, and coursing, quarantine, um, you know, to have a, an added level of income just out of the blue. And here's the thing, like, it's oh, as lucky as I could have been. I was like, Corey, like, you're never going to hear the end of it. The first stock I ever, like, chose to invest in outside of, like, a company profile yeah, is one that's just, like, Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Because <laughs> like, I'm going to be walking around licking every wall like it's a snozberry. You know, I'm going to have, I got to find some Oompa Loompas. I need that car that goes through the car wash. I need that glass elevator. So we'll we'll do a so every every time now until we buy Liverpool, we'll just check in on on the yeah. stock market price. We'll do a market watch section of the podcast to check in on because 
Uh, a, Moderna is officially buying this podcast. I mean, <laughs> it's keeping it afloat. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, perfect. And, and for you, the listeners, it's either going to be a crash and burn. There is no in between. Either, <laughs> either I'm going to become a millionaire very, very soon, or I'm going to lose all my money, which will be <laughs> equally comical. Which is why I keep telling them to go out, but to you know, to wow. sell everything. But every time I say sell everything, it doubles. <laughs> it doubles. And I'm over here just like I'm letting this ride. <laughs> yep. Brutal. That's unfair. hilarious. It's, it's unfair. Here I am over here making a st- a solid six percent. <laughs> just show up with a hundred percent returns. Hundred percent returns. Um. Just so you know, I will not be held liable for any losses you take in investing in Moderna, but I, you know, it is uh, it's doing well for me at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if you want the unofficial rule, it is absolutely invest in Moderna, but <laughs> do not blame us if anything yeah. bad happens. I have a hundred percent confidence, but zero zero percent assurance. <laughs> Devastating you ever said. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, we uh, there's not a ton lot to talk about. You know, it's just nice for us to be able to get on the horn together and discuss little things around forty. So, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know we're about just over a half hour in. I think we're gonna wrap it up for uh, this week's episode. Um, I hope all of you are doing well. Um, you know, we don't really have a cadence on how often these things are going to come out, just kind of as we feel and as our stuff to discuss. So could be weekly, could be biweekly, and especially till the season comes back and we have something to discuss uh, re- regularly. Um, you know, hang out there. We're still very active on social media and in our US Anfield handle at Twitter. Um, reach out to us, you know, tell us ideas that you'd like for us to show. Um, I've got a few things that I think we're going to start up and just create some, some debates. Maybe we'll start live streaming some, if I get an Xbox, us, uh, us playing together and do it. <laughs> you get to watch so the, fun. the physical pain that we inflict on each other from playing, uh, playing games together because we're both extremely competitive. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, you got anything before we wrap up, bro? No, man. Uh, thanks so much for, for listening. And, and really, we put questions out on Twitter, so be on the lookout for those saying, like, hey, if you have anything that you have questions for us, like, any question, like, think, like, most embarrassing moment, anything like that, Oh man, we will talk about it. Just, we're here to have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, again, everybody stay safe. Have fun out there. Let's, uh, let's pray the Reds get to uh, lift this league um, whenever it may be and don't get the league canceled. Um, so, say your prayers at night, cross your fingers, cross your toes, and walk on. What is up, everybody?